0: What's up everyone welcome back to another episode of on the power play it's me your boy brian always joined by my fantastic co-hosts adam and matt we're here to talk about the violent sport with gentlemen that like to wear knives on their shoes let's get into it <laughs> episode 51 franz nielsen Ooh, uh, franz. franz nielsen made his debut in 0607 has since Put up 162 goals and 296 assists for 458 points. Brian Campbell is his only real competition, but Nielsen is continuing to play and is on pace to pass him in career points. However, I believe Franz Nielsen has since retired. No, I uh, he has to. I like. I feel. I feel like there's no way he's still playing hockey.
1: No, Franz.
0: Uh, no, he's not playing. Uh, yes. Franz. Franz is. Oh, he's the
2: general manager of the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, oh, that's Ron Francis, my fault. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, no, what, no, What? What? I was going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> what? I
0: was like, well,
2: what a career
0: move. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, never saw that coming. God damn. Uh, hey, keep going. I'll look into this. All right, we're going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, <laughs> how was your week? Guys, uh, it's, yes, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You wonder everywhere, what? Everywhere I go. Funny enough, I like I know it's Christmas season. It doesn't feel like it. No. I don't know if it's because 2021 just went by so quickly, but it doesn't not, feel like Christmas season to me. Are you not jolly? Oh, I'm I'm jolly. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm I'm here for the season. It's just like it doesn't feel like it yet, you know? Cause like it's cold outside, but it's not the like leaves are still up. cold. Yeah, the, the leaves le- are still on trees. It doesn't feel like it, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. But hey, what you gonna do? But it's getting cold. Dad, it, it is. Dad, it is. I,
2: I can confirm that Franz Nielsen still plays hockey in the Dell League. Denmark? Dell uh, The Eisbarren Berlin of the DEL.
0: Oh, okay, so he's uh, in Germany then.
2: Isn't that the league that Giroux and Breer went
0: to during the shutdown? During the lockout? Yeah, Yeah, I believe so.
1: And then Giroux, like,
0: led the league in points. Oh, yeah, because he's a stud. I mean, what do you want? want? Um, All right, before the episode kicks off here, we're going to get into some COVID news. The New York Islanders had to actually postpone their games because of that COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, The games that have been postponed are – at least through Tuesday, November 30th. So after that, after today, basically, uh, we will have um, maybe they will be back on the ice playing. Uh, they were supposed to actually play the Flyers tonight. Yep, uh, in Broad Street. in On Broad Street. But uh, alas, that did not happen. So speedy recoveries to all affected in the Islanders organization. Please and thank you. Oh, my My computer is having a mild stroke. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh no! Call. Oh, do you know what to do? Do I know what to do?
1: Call nine one one.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Struts <laughs> are serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you nurse my my computer back to life, Matt?
1: No, we gotta get medical attention stat.
0: <laughs> I feel I feel like Matt's more concerned about this than I am.
2: <laughs>
0: I can't really. <laughs> I mean, my so goodness
2: paramedics on scene for i'm on
1: the way all righty well help is
0: on the way (laughs) help is on the way dear help 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 is is on the way way. what is Uh, happening all right well it's kind of having a stroke but i can at least see our next topic so we're gonna get into that one um so (laughs) we're gonna rip it off here oh no the montreal canadiens fire selling their entire front office staff they ended up firing uh, Executive Vice President and GM Mark Bergervan, Assistant GM Trevor Timmons, and Senior Vice President of Public Affairs Paul Wilson. Uh, I like. I feel like we saw this coming, especially when it kind of being already a foregone conclusion that Bergervan was not going to be the GM after this year. But this feels really early, since they said it was going to be the end of the year when this happened. Do you guys have like any idea what this? Does this seem early to anybody else or just me? Oh, they're think... tanking. They're tanking. No, oh, doubt. Well, I, they're I mean, tanking. they're
1: absolutely tanking, yes. But uh, I think it's – um, I think it was kind of planned to be this way, even with the success of going to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. They were kind of g- going to move on from Bergeron. Bergeron, oh, man. He was such a – he was such a highlight steal – during the finals, he had all those suits, man. It's like, who's this evil guy? He's this evil-looking guy sitting in the press box? Oh, it's Montreal Canadiens GM. Uh, but uh, I think uh, – I know both of you guys might not agree with this, but I think uh, not matching Carolina's uh, offer sheet for Cockney Emmy kind of uh, planted the seed and the fertilizer. For this to happen?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I would, I would definitely have to say so. Just due to the fact alone that once that happened, it felt like they missed a larger piece than they had anticipated. Like um, they didn't um, think he was that big of a piece until it happened the way it did. You know?
1: Yeah, and and then the you know Shea Weber is missing the whole year. He might never ever play hockey again. They. Missing a good amount of players Carey Price Um, is still not back Carey Price is still not fully back Uh, They haven't even gotten A crumb of what they got From Cole Caulfield in the playoffs No Philip Dano No Philip Dano It's been a tough Year to start and I think They're just kind of ready to just switch, Switch the light Kind of realize that you know They're not Like in a horrible, horrible spot. They could contend next year, but at the beginning of the season, with all this stuff going on with them, I I
0: was pretty assuming that they weren't going to be, you know, a hot team this year. Now at this point the, I completely agree with you Matt but at this point in the year I never like to write off teams cuz we're a quarter mark of the way through we're yeah, not that's the all true the break. Blues the
1: Blues had their thing where the halfway through the year they were the worst team in hockey and then they turned it around won the Stanley Cup. So that's always you know an option like a aspect you can focus on when you talk about teams that got off to a struggling start. I guess we'll talk about other teams uh, deep in this podcast so but you know it's always oh, oh, but oh will we <laughs>
2: yeah we will
1: but i think it's clear to say uh or clear to see that uh teams that really don't panic are i think better off than teams that do panic i know that's kind of just blatantly obvious but um like they're just i think they just kind of panicked and just realized that hey like carry price probably isn't going to even play half of the season. Like they don't have a captain. Like, they just have too much that they know they can't overcome.
0: Right. And I think they're, I think they made the best move with doing the fire cell, you know, obviously hockey fans love seeing heads roll when things are going South. I think they made the right move by doing it in the front office. Cause the front office was already going to get revamped at the end of the year, as it was, instead of trading away key pieces to their actual franchise, like doing something stupid, like getting rid of Nick Suzuki or something like that. Um, But yeah, right now they're sitting at six, 16 and two. Like I said, I don't like writing teams off this early, but when it comes down to a record like that, and the only worse record is the senators. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could kind of just say you could look towards next year almost, which teams sucks because you feast of the on year. them. Exactly. Teams
1: feast on them though. Like they've had multiple like five nothing losses, like seven two losses, like losses that you kind of are like, man, where where do we go from here? You know.
0: Yeah the the only team with a worse goal differential is the Coyotes. Right now the Canadians are sitting at a minus thirty goal differential, and the Coyotes have a minus thirty seven. So you know <laughs> the Canadians are one more of those blowout losses away. To having the worst goal differential in the league, Um, and do you want to blame goaltending because they don't have Carey Price? Sure. No, it's it's a lot of things, but it's the team. It's the entire team. Yeah, it's a lot of things. There's a lot of factors going into this. Um, What are your reactions to the uh, the firings there, Adam?
2: I think you guys pretty much hit it all on the head. I'm not really all that surprised. I think I was kind of more surprised over the fact I heard a story that I think um, the Mullenby. Uh, resignation came because he saw a tweet that he wasn't in the running, I guess, for the GM role. And uh, Jeff Gorton was coming in to interview. So he was like, you know what? I'm just going to wipe my hands clean and walk away. I'm not even going to let you fire me. I'm just going to walk away.
0: Yeah. My man saw a tweet and was like, that's it. Yeah. That's I'm, done. It. I'm done. Peace. I'm done.
2: Um, but, uh, yeah. I'm not was also really surprised. I think it's a, I feel like that resignation and everything kind of sparked things a little bit sooner than they might've wanted, but they figured, Hey, one of the guys we weren't going to bring back is already leaving. So we might as well start the process now and not drag our feet any longer.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I completely agree. So we'll obviously have to keep track of what the Canadians do for the rest of the year. There could be players that end up getting dealt. Possibly, they could do an entire franchise revamping. I, I don't I don't really know what's next for this team moving I don't think forward. They have
2: anyone that needs to be moved, other than maybe like moving out Weber's contract?
0: They they got to move that contract out, and they got to figure out what's going on with Carey Price because that's a lot of money and it's a lot of years left on that deal. I think wasn't <laughs> Carey Price skating recently? I thought yeah, I thought- but just because he's skating doesn't mean he's coming back anytime soon.
2: Right. But, but it's not it's like he was suffering. From,
0: yeah, it is. But it's not like he was suffer, uh, suffering from a physical ailment. Right. So, you know, technically speaking, he could have been skating that whole time if he, if he, you know, was inclined to, if, if that's what he wanted to do. But, you know, that's, that's one of those things where you really don't know when he's going to be back or if he's going to be back and no one really knows. So we'll have to stay in tune with what happens with the Canadians, but I mean, my goodness, what a, what a bad year for that franchise coming off of Stanley cup run. Just I, just, huge.
1: I want to let you know that I just saw uh, Jordan Bennington take one of the wackiest bounces off the boards that went right through his legs. Like, yeah,
0: they're losing 3-0 in what, the first 10 minutes? Yeah. yeah. They first looked, five whoa! minutes.
1: Yeah. He literally just had a puck ricochet off the boards at a complete 90-degree angle right at his legs.
0: It's uh,
2: It's not pretty. But
0: uh, no, not pretty at all. Yeah.
2: Apologies for my outburst. The sharks just scored, and as you said, it was three nothing. So I thought it was pretty ironic.
0: Yeah, yeah. There, well, there. Hey, there you go. Uh, you're welcome, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah you know. spend i good luck because you gave me bad luck. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up goaltending, Matt, because that segues our, ourselves very hey. nicely into this next uh, little bit here. We have two waivers that were cleared, and two players that went down to their subsequent AHL franchises. One of those being Ottawa Senators goaltender Matt Murray, who was considered the future and the franchise once of the Pittsburgh Penguins and is now clearing waivers and going to the AHL as he starts off the year super hot. Six games played, zero wins, five losses, a 326 goals against, and an 890 save percentage. For Matt Murray, you go from being heralded as – pretty much the next franchise goaltender they basically deal away Marc-Andre Fleury for you to to take his spot you fall on your face for lack of a better term you get moved to Ottawa and things do not get any better in fact they they kind of get worse and now you're in the AHL what do you think is going to come of Matt Murray moving forward here boy um well There are options.
1: I think he'll be in the minors, but if you're talking about next year, uh, a team like Arizona could be calling. A team uh, looking for a new backup like Boston could be coming, calling. A team – Buffalo. Buffalo, I was going to say Seattle could be calling.
0: I mean, you could say all these things, but – What's sad is I'm looking at a goalie like this, and I'm like, I I am just anticipating a Philadelphia Flyers contract to hit your desk next year. Uh, <laughs> to be a backup, uh, since we did the same with Martin Jones, um, you can't you can't hate on Martin Jones because he's playing. He's, he's playing well. I mean, the Flyers yeah. is it the Flyers issue was is not goaltending. Let's just let's just we'll talk about that out of the we'll talk about it later, to, but um. Yeah. For, for Matt Murray, I'm looking at his stats in his career, and he was really good, borderline great statistically, from when he debuted in 2015-2016 to that 2018-2019 Pittsburgh year. And then 2019-2020 happened where he was less good. I would, I would say less good. He wasn't awful, but he was less good. And then he gets dealt to Ottawa, and it is just bad. It, as soon as he got onto Ottawa, it's just bad. But you look at it statistically, and you think to yourself, it really gets bad when he gets on Ottawa. Is it a team issue? Is it not a Matt Murray problem? Is it is the I'm team saying. in front of him is just that terrible? That's,
2: that's honestly my assumption, is that it's yeah. more a byproduct of the team.
0: You could say that, but his
1: counterpart goalie, he's a rookie. Uh, he's played pretty well for the short time he's been in there. So you you can say all you want about the team. You, your competition, your goaltending partner in a team like that, and that's who you got to be better than. And uh, He I mean, hasn't been.
2: Are we talking Anton Forsberg, who is worse than Matt
1: Murray right now? I don't know who it was. I know I, know I was just watching NHL tonight a couple of nights ago. They were talking about a rookie goalie in Ottawa that uh has been uh, stealing the starts.
0: I mean, I, I with an 05 and 0 record uh, and Matt Murray's stats looking like trash. I don't think it was much of a stealing starts. Scenario. Oh, I found who
2: it is. Uh, how, how do I say this man's name? Uh, Philip Philip Gustafson. Currently, uh, nine games played uh th- 3.33 goals against, and a 9.07 save percentage. I don't have a win-loss.
0: Well, at least that save percentage starts with a 9. Yeah. It's a low 9, don't get me wrong, but at least it starts with a 9. Um, compared to what I saw for Forsberg. Yeah, but I mean, when you when you look at this this Ottawa Senators team, man, are they bad. They've only won four games this year so far, which is That's just so, so unfortunate. Um, And it's for a team that, you know, I think this whole podcast is kind of an agreement that we thought was on some semblance of a rise. uh, At at least as a franchise, uh, they had things uh, figured out for the future. It wasn't going to be necessarily good this year, but they might not be the worst. And right now they are incredibly bad. The worst. I'm not even going to say mediocre. They are the worst because the Coyotes have mustered up five wins. So when it it comes down to it, what do you think is what do you have to do if you're the senators to make yourselves a viable team? Again, you have your, your good forwards like Kachuk and Stutzel. Um, You still lack defense and obviously goaltending has not been a strong suit for you.
1: Yeah. Well, i i I compare it to like the domino effect it's like you can you can prepare for you know doing everything right but when one thing goes wrong it can't be a domino effect into a second thing going wrong third thing going wrong bang 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 like you gotta like you can let a domino fall but it can't be a teeter-totter and the other dominoes and that's where it's been because a lot of it is experience you know Matt Murray was considered a veteran on this team to bring yeah. some veteran presence and he brought none of it Um, and then we look at other uh, veteran presence you look at Michael Delzato on the Ottawa like he's kind of more or less a guy who, you know didn't really take hockey all too seriously to be completely honest with you
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh yeah.
0: It, it it's a really tough franchise to to watch right now. Um you can kind of look at Ottawa if you're feeling down on your team and you can look at Ottawa and be like, "Okay, I I guess they I guess things could be worse or Montreal." Yeah. You can look at those franchises and be like, "All right, I I guess I guess things could be worse, sure." So um, put
2: this in perspective and I don't expect this to stay the same. Um, but on the NHL records website, the 2021-22 Ottawa Senators are the number one team on the fewest wins in a season list. Wow. Followed second by, and uh, someone tell us if you've ever heard of this team, because I've never heard of them, the Quebec Bulldogs from 1919-1920, who also had four wins in 24 games played. Ooh. I'm sorry, fellas, but in third, the Philadelphia Quakers also had a four-win season no in 1931. Yeah, my, my dad told me about the Quakers.
1: He's like, they were so irrelevant, dude. Apparently so. Apparently
0: irrelevant. so. They,
1: <laughs> they, they so. had Parade play for him, too, and they still were irrelevant.
0: Was it an old Bernie, though, or like a young Bernie?
1: Oh, uh, uh, old Bernie.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, when you when you have that Bernie, yeah. You know, but it's still going to be irrelevant. Uh, yeah, so it's unfortunate for Ottawa Sanders fans and that franchise. Hopefully things get turned around. I don't anticipate it happening soon. Um, But for the rebuild there. Yeah, what they're, it is. It's, it's a rebuild for them. It's a deep rebuild. And that's just how things are going to have to go. But, you know, the other guy that cleared waivers who it, it was expected. Actually, I think I predicted the last episode. Everybody's welcome. Uh, Evander Kane cleared waivers and is going down to the San Jose Barracuda. Yep. And uh, he's looking to. Barracuda. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he says that he didn't lose any sleep about the comments of there being riffs with his San Jose Sharks teammates. Uh, It it looks like he's just trying to power through everything and or ignore everything that's going on and get back to playing hockey. What do you think's next for the Evander Kane thing? Because there are rumblings that there is an Eastern Conference team who is not the Rangers. Apparently, whoever reported that made sure to mention that uh, who is interested in a possible trade for Evander Kane.
2: i'll take it since i'm the resident you're the you're the sharks fan um i was looking to find the reporter that made that uh it was larry brooks that made that comment about the the rangers not being the eastern conference team um i really don't know um i listened to a couple of clips from his um press conference in the minor leagues after his practice skate today and for one thing that really kind of caught me off guard was he was like yeah no i never heard of any issues between like my teammates and me like whatever happened is news to me. Like, whatever rift happened is news to me, which I find kind of hard to believe because, like, it's, it, it was talked about pretty heavily. Yeah. But I digress from that. I think um, it sounds like from all accounts from his man, from his agent, from, um, I think Kevin Kurz has talked a lot about it a little bit in other Sharks management, that there, there seems to be a plan somewhere in place um, that both parties the Sharks and Evander Kane seem to be okay with so I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be one of two things either this Eastern Conference team comes together with a deal and Kane gets moved or Kane plays out the season in the AHL and gets bought out by season end yeah where I think it's gonna it's gonna end up I Still kind of am surprised there's an Easter Conference team involved, but I guess the Sharks want to distance themselves as far as possible, which, understandable.
0: True. Um, I I do think the Sharks want to distance themselves, just not not specifically from the player and, like, how he plays aspect, but in just all the off-ice issues. I think the franchise Mm. wants to wipe their hands from it. And I'm interested to see what franchise wants their hands on it. That's a very interesting thing that apparently there is an actual team who is interested.
2: I'm not surprised because at the end of the day, and I mean, Carolina is the prime example of this. Of hockey's a business. So regardless of your off-ice issues, if you're a good hockey player, we're going to bring you in. But the question is, is, is he still good?
1: I, I mean, meant- he, did lead, he did lead the Sharks in points last year. So
0: I think that kind of – He never became bad. Yeah, it's true. But at the same point, he hasn't been, you know, playing games, hasn't been playing competitive hockey in quite some time at this point.
2: Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I watched a little bit of his practice skate today and he looked like his usual self. I didn't see anything wrong with him. Um, but I mean, it, it's practice skate. So you can't really glean too much from that. Right. But like, I don't expect a crazy return. Like, I know I was talking last podcast about uh, the Sharks getting Brock Besser. Uh, in, like, a weird Evander Kane deal, which I don't expect to happen at all. I yeah,
0: sorry, that is no.
2: If we're retaining salary, I expect maybe, like, a low-end draft pick and maybe top-nine prospect, maybe a top-six defenseman.
0: Maybe, yeah.
2: Maybe, yeah, it's – who knows? It, de- it really depends what this offer is.
0: It really depends on how desperate the Sharks are to get rid of him. That too,
2: which it doesn't seem like they're rushing anything. Because, I mean, if they were that desperate to get rid of him, I think he would have been dealt by now. Especially yeah. if they're saying, hey, we're going to retain salary on him. Like, I feel like they would have gotten the first deal that came across their desk. I think I think at the end of the day, as shitty of a a thing that this whole situation has been, the Sharks are still trying to do right by the player. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, a Logan Malyu situation where like it, it's just a, a, a whole whole thing. Right. Still trying to do right by the player, which I can um, praise to a degree. They're not trying to ship them off to Kim Buck too and say, yeah, fend for yourself. You're fine.
0: Yeah. And also they're obviously trying to retain some semblance of value out of a player. Who right. you know did lead there's into value last year, and there is actual value as far as a hockey player is concerned. Uh, Matt, how about you? Do you are you surprised he cleared waivers? Did you think he was going to be dealt? Um, I didn't think he was going to be traded, uh, so I'm
1: kind of really not surprised. I'm not like you know keeping full tabs because you know this player it's it's tough, you know there's so many other big aspects going on in the NHL that actually involved a team or players playing. And this, you know, it's just, it's kind of old. I don't want to say it's old news. Cause this is relevant news, but it's like, boy, are we just going to continue to talk about Vander Kane being, you know, just in this predicament and talk to, to all logic. He put himself in this predicament. I mean, that's True. completely yeah. obvious. True. Uh, but it's, you know, there's a lot of other things going on, especially, you know, one in uh, Boston who just got suspended. So. Yeah,
0: that, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody's surprised by any means, but uh, we'll have to see if he ends up making an uh, appearance in the NHL this uh, this year. I, I'll be shocked if he does, um, at least for the Sharks. But, uh, oh, yeah.
2: I don't ex- he, if he plays a game for the Sharks, I'll be really surprised. I feel like a knock on wood, which I have nothing around me, so I'm fucked. But uh, <laughs> a, a COVID outbreak or mass injury, um, I, I don't expect Kane to play for the Sharks.
0: Right, right. Is he the Ben Simmons of the NHL? No, because Ben Simmons is just a crybaby. Evander Kane has actual off-ice issues.
1: I mean, it seems like Ben had some has some off ice issues, but it also seems like Evander's kind of a crybaby too, you know? He's you know, talking but... about he's talking about how he already did his time with the fake vax card. Right, it's... yeah.
0: Well well also Ben Simmons has on ice issues due to the fact that he's oh, you know, no, not on not... ice. <laughs>
2: I was gonna slide, but you know what? Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. I, I well, it's know.
0: because it's because Matt said Ben Simmons has off ice issues, and I was like, well, yeah, I know. He, he also has on ice issues where he's not on it. Um, so there's there's that. Not a whole well, lot of uh, ice going around in Australia. Off-port. You know, breaking issues.
1: breaking news, everybody. Uh, so uh, Brendan Lemieux has oh, man, been I was suspended. Gonna get to that. All right, five games. <laughs> five games. It's breaking news. It just popped right on my phone. So I had to break it on the pod. It is breaking
0: news, but you gotta remember we're not a live pod. It's still dropping tomorrow. Everybody's gonna know. It's like it's like when you open that big
1: gift in Christmas, it's like (laughs) "Ah! (laughs) (laughs) "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to talk about this. Oh, well, let's get to
0: it. I mean, <laughs>
2: okay. We lost
0: Bing.
2: <laughs> we broke Okay.
0: Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So I, I had I had some else lined up here, but hell with that. We're just gonna go right into this one. Uh, we'll so yeah, bumped that dad. Bumped that down. The the bite heard around the world. The as Brandon Lemieux bit Brady Kachuk's hand, uh, li- you could see the teeth marks. Brady Kachuk was bleeding from this man biting him. And so Jesus here's, Christ. here's the problem is you can't go having this in the NHL. The all, like, I, I understand we've, we've had many complaints about safety stuff and, and what have you in suspensions, but biting, this is what we're doing now. I mean, I thought the licking was weird and now we're just getting even weirder. What is with guys like Brendan Lemieux and Brad Marchand? What is with guys like this? I don't understand it. I'll
1: say this right here. I'll kind of agree with Brady Kachuk. I don't think Brendan Lemieux that smart in the head. I just don't think he's that intelligent, intelligent <laughs> person. So I think that has something to deal with everything.
0: Yeah. 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 Agreed. Um, yeah. I think, I think my favorite bit right now is that I'm going to be reading uh, Brady Kachuk's comments on, um, <laughs> Printing the Mew. you want to know what website i'm going to resolve uh, go on golf digest what the hell yeah that's right golf digest decided you know what needs an article right now this this <laughs> needs an immediate article what on did? our website what what is hockey but golf on skates i mean i i guess i, I just know a lot of hockey players play golf but either way Uh, So here are Brady Kachuk's comments on Brendan Lemieux. This is the one time I'm going to answer this. It was the most gutless thing somebody could ever do. This guy, you can ask any one of his teammates. Nobody ever wants to play with him. This guy's a bad guy and a bad teammate. He focuses on himself all the time. The guy's just a joke. He shouldn't be in the league. The guy's gutless. No other team wants him. He's going to keep begging to be in the NHL, but no other team is going to want him. He's an absolute joke. I can't even wrap my head around it. People don't even do this. He's just a bad guy. It's outrageous. Kids don't even do that anymore. Babies do that. I don't think even, I don't even know what he was thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. He's got nothing up there. Bad guy, bad player, but what a joke he is. Woo. Brady Kachuk went scorched earth. Now Brandon
2: Lemieux. Ping. Tell me you've seen the video involving that interview that came out recently or involving I, that that comment. I did not. Somebody went to Cameo and paid their hard earned dollars to have. Oh,
0: yes, I actually I did see
2: this. Yeah, to have one Gilbert Godfrey <laughs> read that statement. And my
0: God, to hear this man try to pronounce Kachuk's name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the pronunciation of Kachuk's name alone was enough <laughs> to make it hysterical. This is the one time I'm going to answer this.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, and yet he doesn't answer recommend. for the silly stuff he does.
0: No. And- let's,
1: let's be real. This is a Kachuk Ooh. we're talking about. He Look, has. But Brady Kachuk
0: been- is the better Kachuk. It's Matthew Kachuk who's a fucking bozo. Who yeah, I also Brady hate.
1: has his incidents. Brady has yeah, but, his But but Brady's
0: a leader. Matt Kachuk's of absolute buffoon on skates. Well, he's also a baby. I might Matt
1: add. Matt ha- Matt has EA on this sweater, so they consider him a leader, too. So yeah, but who's got to see? Exactly. Who's got to see? Exactly. So far, there you go. so far, they might they Calgary might name Matthew Kachuk their next captain. I don't
0: know I why he would. He's, he's got no leadership qualities whatsoever. What's up, Matt Adam? If uh Brady
2: has the A and Matt has the C. I have both of those. What does that mean for me? That's true. That so
0: what's your middle initial? J. J. Yeah. I letter... got nothing on that one. There's, yeah, I there's, I there's I don't, I don't, I don't, know if there's some obscure Scandinavian league where it's a J. Uh, but hey, congratulations. <laughs> you're you're an alternate and a captain. Good for you. Uh, I'm concerned. Uh, either way, what is what was your guys' immediate reaction to the Brendan Lemieux? And also, now knowing what the suspension time is, do you think it's enough?
1: I'll start because I just saw the replay of it. It was actually pretty uh, entertaining because, like, Brady's just kind of yelling. Like, he's biting me. He's biting me. And then when he gets fr- a hand free, he just punches him right in the face. <laughs> and then he punches him, again, punches him again. It's actually pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. But then he gets up and he's screaming, he's biting me, he bit me, he bit me. And he, he looks at his hand, his hand's all bloody and stuff. It's like, ugh, yeah, he bit him.
0: Yeah, he definitely bit him. Um, Because those are teeth marks. There's not like, a, a skate didn't make those. No, no, no. Those are definitely bite marks. That Those are teeth. Um, But do you think that five games is enough of a suspension for this incident?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's That's a perfect amount. I think that's a perfect amount. Five nah, games. More.
0: More. More. We have to get rid of this. This isn't hockey. Yeah, but you can't – you can't
1: – You all you can do is enforce it. And you can give them more. But at the end of the day, you can't control someone biting someone in a scrum. If they do it, you penalize them. I think five games is enough, and they'll be able to play each other again. I believe so. Right?
0: I wanted, I want, I wanted seven at least. Seven, because we have to stop this, or, or like, because Brad Marchand saw this and probably went, "That's a good fucking idea," because he's a dumbass. (laughs) But (laughs) either that's how I imagine he speaks. Either way, it it just to (laughs) me, it has to be stopped, and you have to be aggressive with how you suspend these guys, or they're gonna keep doing it. They're gonna keep doing it. Adam, how about you? Do you think five's enough?
2: not going to lie. I was kind of surprised he even got five with the way just things have been called on the player, uh, player safety front. It's just, I don't know what to expect from them anymore. So anything they say I'm surprised by, whether it be a good surprise or a bad surprise. I honestly, I expected a fine to come out of this. If I was perfectly honest with you, I didn't expect
0: five games. I, I, I needed more than five games, but I digress. Let's get down hey. to the actual comments made by Brady Kachuk. Do you think these hold up? Because I haven't necessarily heard anything about Brendan Lemieux being a bad teammate or a bad guy. No, I've never heard
2: anything. I actually really don't know much about Lemieux to begin with.
0: I don't know much about him either, but I know that he's annoying. That is one of his his traits. He is a, a, a very Brendan Gallagher, Brad Marchand kind of player. Very irritating. But I haven't heard of him being a bad teammate. Which is what Brady's suggesting here. Do you think that Brady Kachuk knows something we don't? I feel like he's saying it in the heat of the moment. Honestly, I mean that's what I expected too. Um, but Matt, what about you? Because I mean you you pretty you pretty much have always been saying like you're pretty big on making comments about locker room guys. Have you heard anything about Brendan Lemieux being a bad teammate? Well,
1: I don't. I don't have enough rumors to hear. But I remember uh, when he got traded to la it was after a game he played against the flyers actually with the rangers and he was pretty effective that game i think he had an assist uh he got into a fight he was pretty much all over the ice attacking the puck carrier uh he was pretty effective and then uh they traded him i'm like huh that's uh you know that's definitely a red flag there so I think that move kind of uh, made you know that he was expendable.
0: Right. Uh, but that doesn't always mean necessarily that he's a bad teammate just because he's expendable. I mean, you, yeah. at, the t- at the time when he was traded, I would I think he was like a third liner, maybe a fourth liner. That sounds about right. But I, I don't think that he was necessarily, a, you know, a, a bad teammate. But also you look at the trade – the Kings only gave up a fourth-round pick for an entire player. One fourth-round pick for an entire player. That that might say something. Does, Maybe yeah. he is a bad teammate? I'm, I'm interested to see if other players who have played with Brendan Lemieux get asked about it in the coming days, especially, like, former Rangers. You know, obviously guys on the Kings aren't going to say anything about him being a bad teammate, but definitely some guys on the Rangers, I don't think they'd have anything – holding them back from saying how they really feel about the guy. Maybe he was a bad teammate, but that's something we'll have to stay in tune with. These are usually reports that will come out from Elliot Friedman because he's usually the guy that's like, this guy's a shitty teammate. I know this because, and we all believe him, (laughs) because it's free. That's why we believe him. Don't ask any further questions. Um, But I kind of wish the suspension was more. Uh, basically because the guy we're about to talk about, I honestly think he saw that and thought it was a good idea. Now, here's here's what we're about to get into here. There are two things with Brad Marchand, and I think it has come to a point where we uh, we know, everybody, all of our listeners, you both know, I dislike this man very much. Um, however, he did make some comments about something that occurred in a Boston Bruins-New uh, York Rangers game That I kind of agree with. Um, So the incident happened. If you didn't see it, I highly suggest you hop on Twitter and take a gander. Um, So Marchand and Artemi Panarin were just jawing back and forth between the benches and Artemi Panarin threw his glove at Brad Marchand for which he was fined $5,000, no suspension, but he was fined. Um, And when he was asked, when Brad Marchand was asked to comment about the things that happened Here's what he said. Um, Excuse me. He said, In the NHL, lots of people say bad words sometimes, uh, but how do we know? uh, How do we want to be as humans? For kids and everybody, we want to uh, be good examples because as athletes, lots of people watch us. The last maybe five, 10 years, trash talk is pretty popular, but we have kids watching who, oh, wait, these are Panarin's comments. This is what I get for reading a New York article. All right, well, yeah, those are Panarin's careful. comments. Um, let me see if I can... I, again, sorry if my computer had a... Had a so full-on I, uh,
1: I think it's interesting to see stuff like that, you know? Just how people kind of approach Brad Marchand and how people... Uh, how, like, Artemi Panarin views things. I think that's kind of in the forefront.
0: Right. And... Okay, here are his comments. Here we go. Uh, so, so this is what Marshawn said after he was asked about it. He said, I said that no one in Russia likes him. So if that is now what is setting guys off over the edge, then this is the softest league in the world and nobody should be allowed to say anything because there's a lot of worse things set out there than that. So if that's what he's crying about, then it is what it is. And you want to know what? I hate you, Brad Marshawn, just letting you know that right now. Uh, but I agree with you. We, we shouldn't be getting, you know, 10-ply about some chirps and not even bad ones. It's not like he attacked your family or anything like that. Why are you throwing a glove across benches? I mean, come on.
1: I think uh, with that last part, this is where I come to the disagree with, but I kind of agree. Like it's just words. Like people say mean stuff to you all the time on the ice, just let it roll. But you know, these are Russians we're talking about here and Russians are very, very prideful about where they come from and we all know about artemi panarin how he had to take time off how he you know basically told you know vladimir putin was unable to be a strong leader for the country of russia and he, he pretty much feared for his family's life and you know there's a lot we don't really know to a full extent of what happened and what he had to go through to get his family out of there and so it's a really uh you know it's a sensitive topic because you know he he probably feared for a lot of his family that was still there when he made those comments and he had to do and plus you know artemi panarin's more than likely going to represent russia in the
0: olympics so well, the russian uh olympic russian olympic because russia, russia isn't a thing in the olympics <laughs> right, Quo, quote unquote unquote, but uh, I
1: but uh, they're just Russians are very, they're like Canadians, man. They're very prideful they passionate. Passionate
0: they're Passionate, passionate about their prideful
1: about their homeland.
0: Now that is a take I didn't even think of. So that's a that's a great comment, Matt. I didn't even think of something like but that. But
1: then again, it's just where it's like, come on, yeah, exactly. Like this, this so
0: it is it is kind of super soft. Um, but he also got a super soft fine, five thousand dollars. I think he probably had in his wallet. No, that's the, the max. That's the max. Yeah, it's the max, but like, yeah,
1: it's a eleven point five million dollar player.
0: Yeah, you know, if I feel like that's what he spent on dinner probably that night, you know. Um, but Adam, but he, I, I, do you agree with Marshawn's comments, or are you on Panarin's side here?
2: Um, if it wasn't for the whole, like, Fish said, the whole. Panarin Russia time off thing I think I would agree with Marshan, but it's like Fish said it's still kind of a, a touchy subject for, for Panarin obviously it, it was a pretty uh, touch and go situation to the point he had to leave the Rangers for a little bit so I mean this is one of those situations where I'll take my notorious uh, position of on the fence and kind of be like mm,
0: this kind of is what it is Come on, Adam. Give us something. You can't always be on the fence here. I want yeah, the juice. Like, uh, the, the I fish, want the juice. The, the give me the sauce. The,
2: the, the fence is firmly planted and I have no hard feelings one way or the other. I am I am honestly surprised though that he got a fine. I feel like it
0: was kind of... I'm also surprised about the fine.
2: I think, it's a I glove. Think it
0: was, it's not like it's going to hurt him. But, you know? yeah, but I, or, it
1: shows. it shows that you gotta have... It's like the biting. I mean, I guess biting and they're too different. Not, because, even, you know, one, Not even one. Not even comparable. But you got to show in the whole league that immature stuff like that will be punishable Did to
2: an I extent. Did I ever tell you guys the, uh, that. The, the stat I heard about player contracts? No. So I was listening to um, Alan Walsh, the notorious uh, manager or no. Yeah agent, that's the word I'm looking for, the notorious agent of Marc-Andre Fleury and other players in the NHL, has a podcast. Um, and he recently had a financial advisor on, him, um, who works with players. Um, his biggest client was Steph Curry, or his current biggest client is Steph Curry, and he's worked with other players alongside That's as him.
0: big as it gets. That's a pretty big client. Exactly.
2: But Allen and the advisor both said that, and actually before I give the answer, I'll ask you. For Every million dollars that a player makes, an NHL player makes, how much of that money do you think they actually see? Uh, um, well, per, per million?
1: 20%, per million. So 800, so, 700, I'd say
0: 75,000?
2: No. Less? I, what was it? I want to say for every million, I want to say it was like 300,000. 300. I think it was three hundred thousand is what they see for every million that they make. Hmm. I guess between I think it was between taxes, um, the the stuff that all the owners take right off the top because that is a thing, um, right? Ownership to make back their money. There's a word for it. I can't think of the word. Escrow. Thank you. There you go. Um, the the, the escrow costs, uh, whatever city they're playing in, their costs. Um, that all all the taxes, all that. By the time they're all said and done, they only see about. I think three hundred thousand of that million that they make.
0: Still, it's three hundred thousand dollars, though. Like that's yes, it's a nice, know, it's a nice a, contract,
2: but it's I a nice mean, chunk of change. If you're a, someone like uh, the kind of player that's taking fines left and right, that three hundred thousand is going to go pretty dang quick.
0: I mean, that's true, but you know, end all be all. I am surprised by the fine, just because. It is a throwing of the glove, but I also, at the same turn, I agree with Matt. When there are things that can't be in the game, then they have to be reinforced. It's immature uh, child stuff. There you go. Do you, there you, do go. you
1: punish children <laughs> for immature stuff? Well, you do. You punish professional athletes for immature stuff. I will shout
2: out the, uh, the podcast episode. Sorry. Uh, 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 I'm a, you, this, you know me, buddy. I'm as immature <laughs> as it gets. So I was going to say. But uh, before we get too far away from it, I do want to shout out uh, the name of the podcast is Agent Provocateur, um, and the episode was with Frank Zecca, uh, a wealth manager for Steph Curry, Michael Phelps, and Chris Paul.
0: Hmm. Well, all righty then. It's a a,
2: a podcast network of a man that we like to mention a lot here, and I will refuse to say his name. (laughs) Steve Dangle. There you go. The Steve Dangle Podcast Network. Alan Walsh has a podcast
0: on there. Pretty good stuff. Uh, But since we're talking about immature things that should be punished, uh, if you thought we were getting away from slew footing, we're not. And if you also (laughs) thought we're getting away from Brad Marchand, we're not. Um, Because he got suspended for three games for slew footing Oliver Ekman Larson. And now as far as like the ticky tack slew foots that we've seen this year, either get called, not get called, suspended, fined, or not. This one takes the cake. That was a slew foot. I mean, he he literally took his foot sweeped it up in the air and just took Oliver Ekman Larson into the air and into the boards. That suspension is, yeah, three games. I'd say yes. I'm assuming both of you agree. That's what you call old slew foot. That was that was a ye old slew foot right there. You throw the ye in front of that ye old slew foot. I mean, I feel like if you haven't seen the video by now, you can obviously go ahead and hop on Twitter. It's it's going to be on there. Uh, So he's been suspended for three games. I think that suspension is good
1: think yeah it's good it makes me a little bitter because brad marchand did get away with a big slew foot to oscar Limbaum last year
0: yeah but you gotta remember now the league is looking at it
1: but still yeah. man it's a slew foot and then he flexed over him like he was some pot shot big guy i'm like this
0: motherfucker, dude yeah i still don't understand how you don't hate his guts
1: I do hate him. I just respect the fact that he leads his team in goals, assists, and points.
0: You can respect a guy that does this to other players, licks other players, is an absolute rat. Do you want me to keep going? Keep going. Man. <laughs> Uh, is an absolute People. abomination to the game just because of his childish antics, which you say should be punished. Um, let's see here. Oh, he's also a crybaby most of the time. Makes backhanded comments. Just recently, yesterday, he decided to blame Canadian fans for the reason that their teams are not successful. That's a thing. <laughs> he no, literally seen-
2: said that
1: with his words. Nice. I mean, he's going to be represent. He's going to represent Canada in the Olympics. That's funny. Gonna, I know it's hysterical, but he there, uh, kind of produces. This... He produces, man. He has been a league for a long time, and he's still producing. He still leads his team in points. Just because Goals he's producing
0: is. does not take away from him being a bad it person. Doesn't. But
1: he is effective for his team, and boy teams like that. Teams can overlook. Teams can overlook a lot of things like that if you produce at a high level. I have to ask
2: for that comment that he Look made. Look at like Terrell Owens. Oh Jesus. Look at
1: T.O. Oh dear God. They looked over so much stuff. You no know why? Because he was the best wide receiver
0: in the game. But he's still a bad person. That's I rare. never liked TO because of that. <laughs> get some popcorn ready uh, yeah, I mean, as, as, a little, as a
2: clarification uh, try to try get back on track was he talking about Canadian fans of the reason the Canadian teams aren't doing well I just want to make sure I understood that correct yeah, like, yes that okay. is what
0: he was saying uh, let me see I'm not going to lie quote.
1: doesn't I'm Winnipeg lie. have more points than Boston
0: uh, yeah. Uh, yeah doesn't Do
1: Toronto have more points than Boston
2: yeah but who has the Stanley Cups
0: yeah, so yeah, here's what he said:
2: Stanley, one Stanley Cup.
0: When he was talking about Canadian more
2: fans in Toronto,
0: he said they definitely push guys away to go to teams that don't have that kind of fan base. So sometimes the fans out there need to look th- look themselves in the mirror as well. I mean, dude, shut the honestly, fuck up.
2: He's to me, he's not a hundred percent wrong, but I would replace the word fans
0: with media. Yeah, don't blame the fan base. It's not their fault they're passionate about their teams. You play in Boston. Yeah, but
2: I feel like I don't hear a lot of, I mean, the team's good, so that makes a big difference. But, like, I don't hear the things I hear about in Canadian markets. I don't hear from a team like Boston or Pittsburgh or any of, like, the U.S.-based teams that, like, they struggle and everyone is like, the world is falling. Like, I'm sure there's those fans out there. And, I mean, we've done it with our own teams. So, I mean, we get it. But he's not 100% wrong. How many I, places Toronto fans thrown away just because of a bad
0: game? Well, like, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm saying just shut up. These are not comments that need to be made.
2: I Shut your
0: mouth. What, 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 what was the context for the comment? Uh, I don't know exactly what the question was. I um, think just like
2: why is Boston doing so good? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, um. So I think he was asked about it after a tweet from Anson Carter. Um. So okay,
1: Anson Carter, one of the good guys.
0: Yeah. Right. Um. So uh, Anson Carter's tweet read: "Watching the Bruins game and heard the Canucks game analyst say he hated Brad Marchand and Canadian hockey fans wonder why NHL players don't want to play in Canada." It's because it's not just about the game; it's always personal with some of the media uh, coverage there. And I think Brad Marchand was asked about that because his name was directly in the tweet. Um, but just stop! Just shut up! I mean, come on! I mean, there was no reason to ask about it. That's enough. I'm done talking about Brad Marchand. (laughs) I'm out. Um, all right, Moving moving on. We're moving forward. I can't stand talking about that little fucking rat. Anyways, um, so. Let's go over some other <laughs> news. We'll stick with the Bruins. Uh, so Jake DeBrusque has requested a trade away from the Boston Bruins. Uh, apparently they, they both need a refresher or something like that. And the GM did confirm that he had asked for a trade. Um, when, uh, Don Sweeney was asked about it. He said, quote, I'm not overly surprised that this eventually came out. I've been in the know for quite some time, and we've been trying to look at a hockey trade situation that would help the Boston Bruins and, I, and as I do my job, accommodate with what Jake thinks is best. There's a balance there. Uh, he was healthy scratched in the game against Vancouver where the slew foot happened. Um, uh, he, he has scored six points, three goals, three assists in 17 games. It's not only Jake DeBrusque is bad, but like, I'm interested why he wants out of Boston.
2: He's a, he's a defenseman, right? Yeah. No, he's a forward. He's a forward, isn't
0: he? Oh,
1: yeah. No,
2: is he? I thought he was a defenseman. I'm pretty sure he's a forward.
1: All right, figure I it out. Cause I feel like oh, I I'm pretty sure he's a defenseman. Left winger. But- no, he's, no, a-, he's a winger. Okay. He's a winger. Okay. I was going to mention the uh, like Charlie McAvoy situation where they just signed him to big money and it's kind of, you know, I think he just wants to get paid and wants to be on a team that uh, he can prove they should be able to pay him big money, maybe. But then right. uh, maybe he
0: just, just is tired of Boston, like would Tom you know, Brady. Which, you know, like, I don't necessarily blame him, but also I hate the Bruins. So, like, it's a totally different animal. But either way, I just feel like they're a successful franchise. He's had success with that franchise. I'm interested as to why he wants out. Maybe it is because of money. He thinks he's not going to get the payday from the Bruins. But at the same time, are you prepared to go prove it somewhere else and go get that big money somewhere else instead of having job security? And that's always a thing to me when it comes to these uh, NHL guys that have been with only one team in their career is are you willing and are you able enough to go prove it somewhere else to make that big money? Because Boston fans love you. You've been a Boston Bruin your entire career. You go to another fan base, they're probably going to be harder on you than Boston Bruin's media and fan base would be, if you think about it realistically. I don't know. It strikes me as weird. I don't know. I'm
2: looking into his stats real quick.
0: Well, he's uh, three, uh, six points, three goals, three assists, 17 games.
2: So I think what it comes down to is looking at their lines, he's a fourth line guy where I feel like his last one, two, really his last three seasons almost should put him at at least a third, maybe a second line guy. So I think what it comes down to is the Bruins are just, too overloaded with guys that he just wants a shot and the Bruins can't give it to
0: him. Right. That's it that, is possible. That's
2: I think that's what it comes down to. I, I can hearken this to um the Barabanov trade that Toronto made. He was a guy that a lot of uh Toronto fans said like, hey, this kid is actually like something and he should be getting a shot. But Toronto was so overpowered all over the lineup that Barabanov couldn't crack the lineup because it was too good. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know what? We don't want to stunt your growth. We, we, you know, we wanted to good by you. We'll trade you to somewhere that can give you a shot. And he's killing it in San Jose. I've loved every second I've seen of him. Right. Um, so I think that's really what this whole DeBrusque thing comes down to, which is also why I think the Bruins are looking to work with him and get him into a situation that he can thrive in and not send him to a, a Buffalo or something like that
0: right because um, yeah has, i mean in his
2: career he has 140 points in 261
0: games yeah he's a good player it's just uh maybe that is it maybe it's just the the franchise of the team is too deep and he just can't seem to get his uh spot on the ice it's a possibility uh but i do hope good things for jake DeBrus because he's a good player and i, I like the way we- he plays
2: where do we think he lands? Because our buddy uh, Jeff Quake in our group chat texted uh, earlier that apparently the Rangers are circling on Jacob DeBrusque right now.
0: Um, I, I honestly could see him going to Vegas just because that's what Vegas does. Um, <laughs> I think there are a lot of teams that should be in on him, but they all might be in cap hell. But I also – I would not be surprised if he ends up being a, a New York Ranger, honestly. I, that would not shock me in the slightest. No.
2: I I I felt this when I heard it. Vander Kane to the Bruins.
0: I guess it's a possibility, but you know, do you think DeBrusk, do you think they're going to want to send DeBrusk to San Jose? I can't see why they wouldn't. Well, if they're trying to work with DeBrusk, I mean, San Jose, no offense, is not an up and coming team.
2: No, but they've got a lot of youth in their
0: lineup right now. Yeah. I guess maybe Vander Kane to the Bruins. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, let's I'm be, there for I feel it. Like- I'm not gonna lie. I feel like that's
2: a not a bad fit.
0: It's not a terrible fit. No, I, Evander Kane's game fits in Boston.
2: If if that trade happens, Boston wins the cup. Mm,
0: no, no. I'm, I'm they don't have any nope.
1: goaltending. I don't even know to make no. the playoffs.
0: No, yeah, they're listen. making the playoffs, but and yeah, yeah yes. Jeremy Jeremy Swayman and Linus Olmark are not taking you to a a, a Stanley Cup.
2: You, out, you outscore your opponent, you, you win games.
0: You gotta outscore yeah. the opponent.
2: Exactly. What does Evander Kane do? Score goals. Mm-hmm. He, does out, he also he... gambles on games too. And yeah, gets do, a fake, that, that that he does. Fake it, hold card. Fake that fake that card. he does. Yeah. But he doesn't bet on games or his own games rather. But Boston
0: loves terrible people because that's what their city is comprised of. Okay, I here we go. <laughs> I'm moving on. <laughs> here we go. You're going to get me
1: heated again. <laughs> we really don't have any fans in the New England
2: area, do we? Speaking of Boston, if what we they- did, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Boston, who did they just buy?
0: In fact, they just bought the Pittsburgh Penguins as Fenway Sports Group has confirmed, purchased the rights to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, and apparently, Mario Lemieux said they're ideals align with ours as far as the penguins future is concerned so now boston owns the penguins we talked about it we saw it coming and here it is uh, are you are you guys surprised at all do you have any comments i mean i'm not shocked i figured once no. it was reported it was probably going to happen
1: things like that don't just
0: get reported and they don't happen yeah um yeah we're gonna fire through some quick news here until we wrap up this episode uh, the Minnesota Wild are going to be retiring Miko Koivu's number nine for the franchise. Uh, he played 16 seasons, 15 of them with the Minnesota Wild, a career 1,035 games, 206 goals, 505 assists for 711 points and a plus 68, love to see that. And yeah, he was definitely a huge player for the Minnesota franchise, specifically through some of those tougher years where they were trying to hold on to any happiness they could find. And Miko Koivu was one of those guys from 2005 to 2020, which was his last year in Minnesota. Congratulations to Miko Koivu, and I think that's an awesome thing for Minnesota to do. I really like the, the way they're handling that. I think that's great. Um, to keep pushing forward here, what are the news we got here? Mm, ah, yes. Yeah. We're going to wrap up the episode here with our 2022 Team USA Olympic Picks for the top five the starting lineup that you'll see for your 2022 olympic u.s team now as we know this olympic team is stacked yes however they're not canada so we're gonna have to look at this starting five and how we build it as such uh, and think to ourselves can this starting five beat (laughs) the canadian team um so where do you guys want to start you want to start with forwards I'll will start with the forwards. Yeah. All right. All right. Do you want to do you want to rip it off there? All right. Well, with center,
1: I've got the first first line center hailing from out of Arizona, playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Obvious answer: Austin Matthews, first line center. Yep. Done. Done. Money.
0: That's also, who I That's had pretty it.
1: obvious. Yep. Um, my left wing. I'm gonna go a little bit on the older side it's still kind of up in the air if he'll even make the team, but I think he'll find a way on there. And that's uh, Mr. Playoffs, Captain Joe Pavelski, or Mr. Captain America, Joe Pavelski. I think he'll be your left winger. And as far as, uh, you know, a right wing's you know, concerned, I, you know, I want to be a homer and say Joel Faraby. That would be awesome. But I, I think don't... he's going
0: to make the team. I don't think he's in the starting five.
1: <laughs> okay, that's uh, I'll be. That's very uplifting. Um, <laughs> I guess you can just go Patrick Kane. I guess it's an easy answer. I think they would kind of separate him and kind of put him down their lineup so they can spread the death. But you can definitely say Patrick Kane's a first line right wing, right winger on Team USA. So right,
0: right, all right. I like it, Adam. How about yourself? Uh, Definitely Austin Matthews
2: at center. Um, Patrick Kane, I think, is a a lock-in for at least the starting five. I'd be shocked if he wasn't in that starting five. As for the other winger, I I appreciate Fish's pick of uh, Joe Pavelski. Um, I don't think he hits the starting five, though. I think I'm going to give my other wing spot. I want to see how good he's. Do Wayne, if I can find his stats. But I'm kind of feeling uh, Blake Wheeler. Woo!
0: I like that. I am a fan of that pick. What
2: is hmm. it? He's got 7 assists in 17 games. No goals. So, I mean, it's not great. But I, I, for whatever reason, my eye is going to Blake Wheeler. There's one other guy I'm thinking, but I don't think he makes the top 5, and that's going to be TJ Oshie.
0: Right, and, you know, also he's having those injury struggles right now out of the lineup, so I don't think he's going to crack the starting five either.
2: I'm going to go Kane, Matthews, and Blake Wheeler as your your forward core or your top line, rather, for uh, Team USA.
0: Blake Wheeler, I like that pick. Uh, I also have Austin Matthews and Patrick Kane. I feel like those are two locks. If they aren't locks, I will be absolutely stunned. And for the other winger, I actually have Johnny Hockey. Mm, I got point. Johnny Goodrow, su- little Southern New Jersey boy. Come back home, Johnny, please. Um, <laughs> but that's that's who I have just because it, it's Johnny Hockey. You don't get a nickname like that without being incredible. So my my starting forward uh, line there is Austin Matthews centering Patrick Kane and Johnny Goodrow all righty let's move to defensive pairings uh would you also like to start that off matt
1: oh boy um i'll go i'll i'll throw some names out there uh john carlson i'll throw out there because i think he's probably your best american defenseman um it's tough is matt dumba an american
0: so. Um, let me check.
1: I'm pretty sure Matt Dumba's an American. No, he is Canadian. <laughs> yeah, oh, Matt Dumba's Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Um, it's tough. Uh, is
2: Petrangelo an American? Yeah, I believe he is.
0: Petro okay. is an American. However, I feel like there's a big name here we're forgetting. Probably is, Names. but
1: I, I got my two. I got. Oh Petrangelo. no, I got Petrangelo.
0: Petrangelo is Canadian.
1: Petro is a really? Canadian. Yep. Okay. Um. Yeah, how, many I <laughs> yeah, how many? I'm thinking I'm thinking,
0: I'm thinking former Norris winner here.
1: Very recent. Very recent. Um uh, like, I mean, Well, I mean John Carson.
0: I'm, I'm talking incredibly recent.
2: Incredibly oh, recent. Oh, I know who you're talking about.
0: Tell me, baby. Adam Fox? No? Oh yeah. No love for Adam Fox? Oh, I was gonna I give some puke. love to Adam Fox. It's incredible. Right. Fox Kid's incredible. I, I mean it just it is what it is. I don't have Um, him in my starting
1: pair, but he's incredible. I'll pick Carlson and (laughs) Fox. Offensive focus, no defense whatsoever.
0: Well, I mean, it's the Olympics. To hell with defense. Yeah. Uh, All right,
2: Adam, how about yourself? I'm going to give my uh, nod to Adam Fox. And I think I'm actually going to give my other one to... Do I want to go? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to live by the the Seattle mantra we came up with of youth and give it to Quinn Hughes
0: Quinn Hughes I like it I like that he needs some good news he needs some good news he needs a good team to play on that might be helpful
1: his brother made the US junior team his other brother just got paid by New Jersey he needs some good news he just got paid too oh oh yeah we didn't even mention that
0: Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, so the New Jersey Devils uh, got Jack Hughes for eight years. What was the rest of the deal? Eight million. Eight million. He's got an eight-by-eight eight contract from the Devils. That is a solid lock there. Good for Jersey and good for Jack Hughes. Uh, to keep going here, For uh, so your line was what, Adam? Uh, Fox and Hughes. All righty. I'm also going to give a nod to Adam Fox here uh, just because I think he definitely deserves it. And in the other spot, I'm actually going to go ahead and give that to Zach Wierenski. Ooh. I think he is a solid American assistant captain of those Columbus Blue Jackets who are performing better than I think we had expected. And I think he is a solid, solid pick to be on that top line. So I'm going Adam Fox and Zach Wierenski. I like it. Uh, All right. It's my favorite portion. We got the goaltenders. Let's get into it, Matt. How about yourself?
1: Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, I'll just go easy answer quick. I don't, I don't think it'll be, but you know, he's gotten off to a good start this year. Um, and they might want that veteran presence and that probably be his last opportunity. Jonathan quick.
0: Okay. All right. I like it. I like Is it. your starting goal. Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll be surprised kind of, but I kind of like where your head's at there, Adam, how about yourself?
2: I'm going to go what I actually thought was going to be the easy answer and uh, say
0: Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. I would say that would be the easy answer. Not the answer I went with, but it is the easy answer. I actually have an absolute stud who, if the team in front of him would play any semblance of hockey, they'd be incredible. I got Thatcher Demko. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I don't know if he's starter, but he I think he might make the roster above, uh, Jack Campbell, at least with how he's playing this year, though, I think you gotta at least give him a look for starter. They, they might. I can see it. Well, hold on. let me let me comp um, their their stats here from this year. And Thatcher Demko. Okay, I have it
2: actually, right here, I think.
0: All right, I got I got him pulled up as well. So Thatcher Demko right now sitting at 7-10 and 10 and one, not because of himself obviously 296 goals against 908 save percentage connor hellebuck with an actual franchise in front of him seven six and four 260 goals against average and a 918 save percentage um pretty comparable if i had to be honest and i think thatcher has been more impressive maybe due to the fact that the team in front of him is terrible
2: there is one honorable mention i feel like we should give a shout out to and that's toronto maple leafs goaltender jack campbell
0: Oh, for sure. I think I I think he'd probably be the third goalie, honestly. Ah, he might. My only thing is
2: I feel like I feel like hella buck's the lock. And the second is between Campbell and Demko. And I think the third is probably going to be Spencer Knight. Mm,
0: I don't know if I like Spencer Knight yet. I feel like we're overlooking John Gibson right now also true 261 also goals true. against 917 save. Mm. i feel like we're overlooking Gibby. he's only 28 might be right you might be right and anaheim's performing admirably this year where are they at in these standings
2: uh they're i think they were Fair. in the pacific fourth in the pacific yeah i mean they're performing better than we had expected that's for sure so much better well, i mean we didn't expect the fucking force that was
0: troy terry that is true that is true uh, all righty, well, there are your starting five picks for that United States 2022 Olympic hockey team. We will obviously see what ends up happening when the Olympics come around. But unless you guys have any other NHL news, that will ramp up the episode. I have no betting corner tonight because I am taking a break from betting. I have been on a bad stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Just, hmm. Been on a tough stretch here. Oh, Got to step damn. away for a week. That's fair, that's fair. Now, I don't think there's anything new to report all righty well that'll do it for this episode of on the power play as always thank you for listening and go follow us on our social media as we got a twitter we got an instagram go follow us both of those otpp pod while you're on those uh instagrams and twitters you can click on those links in the bios and go to our merch store we got all the stuff you're going to need for the cold months coming ahead we got sweatshirts we got hats we got mugs for your hot chocolate we got masks for you to start going to NHL games and rep the brand. Thank you very much for listening, and we out.
1: Thanks, everybody. We love you.